Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. You rang? I hope so because it's Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler, Steelers Nation Radio, but more importantly, it's the Steelers Blitz. And we are back like we never left. And as you know, just because it's a new year, just because it is officially still as all season does not mean that anything has changed. Every episode that you hear from us is recorded in podcast format. So that simply means wherever you get your podcast at, wherever you consume your podcast content We'll type in Steelers Blitz. Make sure you subscribe to this particular podcast and go ahead and leave us a nice little five-star rating. Or you can leave us a one-star rating just depending on how much you like or do not like us. But you either got to love us or hate us. It is really that simple. That's that's about it, Motsi. The people either love us Mm -hmm. or they hate us. And it's Steelers Blitz with a B. What is wrong with I you, like, man? I like that switch up by you, though. You got me on my toes. I, I saw you throw the Z. I was I'm like, you know what? Let me switch the, it up. Doing yeah, yeah. the Zoltan, and you, had, yeah. you got saw, me on my toes. I, like, I go like to B, go to B, go to B, go to B. All right. We probably should say. What you want to say? Real quick, just you, you know, want to take. You can go it fast. You can take your time. We pick up new listeners along the way, along every yeah. season, right? Along the the journey of every season, as Mike Tomlin would say. I think both live, as we see from the tweets, and just people who listen on the podcast and are kind of you know silent, silent enjoyers, if you will. This this about the time we get goofy, all right. We always goofy, but we 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 right. right. Yeah, this is a different season for us. Like you'll see, there's yeah. there is like buttoned up West and Moats. Like when we're at OTAs and mini camp, when it's and we're professional time, and we're sitting there. When it's training you, camp, correct. We're you gonna get up. us buttoned up. We're not as goofy. We're not singing songs and screaming and yelling. When we sit here in January and we're the only ones around. Oh man, I know. It's basically from okay. that, with with a few exceptions, because we'll, you know we, when we do combine, draft coverage and combine, combine, it'll be more buttoned up. Combine, you'll be buttoned up. But no, 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 not all the combine. That's true. Parts of combine. Parts of the combine. Parts of the combine. Early combine, Early. you'll be buttoned up. Exactly. Late combine. Exactly. Good luck. Exactly. Yeah. We are basically from now, with a few exceptions, from now till May. Mm-hmm. We are like, remember your final month of high school, your senior year. 
prime example. That's yes. what that's where we are kind of right now. So just just oh, oh, a little oh, oh, you know oh, just oh. a little show note for the the new listeners and for out the there. people that maybe don't You're experience a being a senior. If you ever had a substitute teacher, just imagine if you had that sub for three months. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what you're about to experience. You're okay. I like that. So we're gonna do some worksheets. We're gonna do some worksheets, you're but we also gonna cut up. All right. That's it. <laughs> that's how it goes. That's it. So with that being said, Twitter.com. <laughs> Tom's yours. I mean, we are just. Let's go. I can't believe it. <laughs> um. All right. We we got a bunch of tweets. We'll save some of these. Let's go to the ones though that are just in relation to our our draft and optimism topic. Yes. Yeah? We'll good. save. We'll save maybe some of the more random ones for later or for the final segment. Don't worry. We will get to you. Uh, Steel Nation, we'll Nation nine twenty tweets us and says uh, the draft doesn't really mean anything to me. It doesn't make the team or the organization. Uh, the process does, and to me, the standard is the standard. No, I would agree, man. Process definitely makes the team because that's how you get the that mindset. When you talk about having a winning culture, having that entrenched. When you talk about being able to not blink, remember Coach Tom talks about not blinking, right? That isn't something that you just get because, oh, man, we've won all these games. No, you get it by going through adversity. You get it by not just winning easy games or not just winning games where it's a blowout. No, you get it by winning some of these games where you got to out-execute these other teams, where you have to out-physical other teams, where you have to out-detail your work against other teams. That's how you get that winning culture. That's how you get that mentality where you really walk into any stadium and you look them in their eyes and it doesn't matter how much time is on that clock. You always feel like you have a legitimate shot because you've done it and you've repeated it and you've repeated it and you've repeated it. And when you do that over and over, it no longer becomes an outlier. It no longer becomes a one off. It no longer becomes something that may happen. It becomes the standard. It becomes consistent. So when you hear the standard is the standard, that is specifically what we are referring to. That is it, that mentality, that no matter the circumstances, you are going to win. We're still in it. No matter what the adversity may be, how big or small it is, we are going to overcome it. And we stare it in the face until it looks blue to us because we do not care. We truly believe that. And when you have that type of mindset, you can overcome pretty much anything. And we've seen that with this team. We've seen that under Coach Tomlin since he's taken over here. That's what's ingrained in us. Yeah. That's why alumni, we speak the way that we speak and we believe in this team the way that we believe in it because we've been in it. And when you've been in it and you've had to get out of them scenarios over and over and over and you're looking around and seeing similar faces. And then even when the faces change, but the messaging still the same and now it's next man up. Huh. But now they still got that same look in their eye where you stare at them in their face, they stare it back at you and they now blink and you're like, okay, I know what you're cut from. That's this right here, man. And that's what we really got a chance to develop. Yeah. And we're going to continue 100%. to develop it because, granted, this is still the infancy stages in that. But the fact that we've seen it, the fact that we've got a nice sample size now, we can truly carry this over into the offseason. Some of my favorite memories here in Pittsburgh specifically were when we would come off of a 14 season or a 15 season where we got beaten the wild card, beaten the divisional round. And I just always remember how we would come back in that next offseason. And it was like, yo, we were so obsessed with being better. We were so obsessed with going further. And just how we would prepare with such urgency. 
And if you think about during that time frame how each year we got better, like you said, wild card round, mm-hmm. division round, ASC championship game, then we were having what? The second seed. Now, granted, we know that it didn't work sure, out with sure. the bye, but, and three regular but it was season. like, man, you could just see how that mentality started. But I don't even take credit of saying it started in 14. I personally feel like it started in 13 and 12 when they went 8 and 8 and I wasn't here, but they finished hard down the stretch the to get them six, back. One of those right. Years. When I came in 14, we just fine tuned it. And then it was like, yo, we started to build it. And then it got that momentum and stuff like that. So when I look at this team, I'm like, man, you got that same stuff right here. Maybe the names are different. Some of the position groups where the talent was more stacked offensively back then. Now it's a little bit more stacked defensively right now. Right. But it's like, man, both of these teams are in very similar stages. And why you talk about being optimistic for a legitimate run, this is why. If you want to just read off stats, that's cool. But as we say, stats will tell you a portion of the story, but not the full story. And a lot of times when people get enamored with stats is because they don't understand the context of actually watching the game, of actually cutting on the tape. And the stats will tell you one thing about this team. If you want to look at the stats over a 17-game sample size, it will have you thinking this team is the worst team in the NFL or one of the worst teams in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But if you actually go through and you talk context, you go game by game, scenario by scenario you have a very different opinion about this squad, and it will be very reflected upon what we saw in the second half of this season. And you talked a lot about, you know, in this post-Ben Roethlisberger era with a rookie quarterback, so many rookie and second-year key contributors on offense, how this team had to learn how to win. Particularly, you know, the offense had to learn how to win. And the defense, too, learning how to close down games. We saw both of those things transpire early in the season, right? I mean, I'm not blaming the defense, but you you, you had a 10-point lead against mm-hmm. the Jets, right, that, that you ended up squandering. Um, there were some games in there early. You know, New England, right, where tr- if Trubisky doesn't turn the ball over, it, the Steelers have a really good chance of winning. If the defense can make a stop at the end, the Steelers have a really good chance of winning. You think about Miami, right? Mm-hmm. You end up losing that game 10-6. to You have two drives at the end of the game where Kenny Pickett's intercepted. Those were those moments you needed to get to – beating Vegas in the final moments of the game, then going on the road the next week in a must-win uh, environment against Baltimore and and doing the same thing once again, driving down the field at the death and, and being able to score to go secure victory, um, and then putting one of your more complete offensive performances of the season together mm-hmm. against Cleveland in the final game. Like, if they wouldn't have done that now, if they would have tanked, if they would have cleaned house, if maybe they would have just said, hey, we're going to see what Kenny Pickett can do this year. We'll really start truly evaluating him next year. You still need to go through that next year. Maybe you just had the pains and you don't have the growth this year, right? Because we had the growing pains. Miami and New England and the Jets. And honestly, even that first Baltimore game as well, too. But you found ways to grow from that, to have the strides, to have the progress as well, too. And to me, that's why you don't tank. And again, different sports, we can have different conversations. Right. This is not I'm something that in, is exclusive in the for the National yeah. Football League. <laughs> because, like, we talk analytics. Analytics aren't big in football, analytics are huge in baseball. You need analytics in baseball. If it is, if it's, like, if it's, uh, if it's August yeah. and you're 40 games out of first place, and someone like Bryce Harper or Mike Trout or one of these mm-hmm. guys is waiting in the draft, 
Yeah, all right. You know what? Maybe you shut down this right. pitcher, and maybe you call up some guys from the minors. All right, because and- in baseball, you can do that with a higher level of success, the probabilities of it. Look at the Penguins. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the – like, we're not saying that but certain that, models don't it's not work. not the way in the NFL. In the NFL, though – Right, in the NFL, that method is more of an outlier. No different than the method the Rams took to win a Super Bowl was more of an outlier. We're going to spin, 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 every free agent, get rid of all these draft picks, and this is how we're going to win one. And it's like, yeah, but then once one of those key pieces doesn't perform or gets hurt, now you're stuck. Now you're kind of, you know, looking at this roster and it's like, yo, what is this? Mm-hmm. We just say that, man. In Pittsburgh, they just have a, a method that has just a higher probability of success. Yes. It These- might not always get style points. And that's why you always hear Coach Tomlin speak on, we're not keeping up with the Joneses. We're not worried about what other teams do. Because at times, other teams do do things for style points. Sure. At times, sure. other teams do do things to appease their fan base. To sell tickets. Yeah. To, to grab headlines. Yep. In Pittsburgh, we don't feel the need to. It's not a disrespectful thing to the fans. It's not an arrogant thing to the fans. We just feel like our brand of football is going to attract and sell itself. What they say about dope, if it's good, it's going to sell itself, baby. <laughs> so with this team, that's how they feel. They don't feel like they got to do certain things to make the crowd cheer or do certain things to make the crowd happy. It's like, no, when we go out here and play our brand of football and we punching teams in the mouth, they'll clap. Mm-hmm. If the Steelers were interested in pleasing the fan base and doing what would have made everybody happy, Kenny Pickett would have been the unquestioned starter on the first day of training camp. And team captain. And team captain. And he would have lived with Mike Tomlin for a year. Yes. In a mentorship-style program. Yes. You funny. D. Hev tweets us, the Photoshop extraordinaire. What up, doe? He says, hey, don't be dogging the draft. Give it a few weeks when y'all are gold mining for content again, and guess who shows up? No, but this is the thing. We're not saying that it's a negative in the sense of, like, the content around it. We're saying, though, when you decide that the draft is more important than your season being successful. exactly. exactly. That's That's the context. Yeah. (laughs) DF says, deep down in places you don't talk about, you love the draft, you need the draft. (laughs) Yeah, that's specifically what we're talking about. When people are like, yeah, man. I would much rather finish in the top five than win 10 games. Uh-uh. Can't go there with you. Not a chance. <laughs> if my basketball team is 15 yeah. and 55, yeah, shut it down, tank. Uh, like, go go get me Kevin Durant, all right? But uh, it just it's not that easy in the National Football League. I wish it was, though. Yeah, I wish it was. A lot, listen, plenty of teams have tried. But you if look that, at some but, of these tanking teams. But the thing, though, what's if, happened to them? If if it was that simple, then we wouldn't never we wouldn't have consistent winning teams like how we have. It would be, hey man, after three seasons of not winning, just tank. That would be the thing. Two years tank, two years tank, three years tank. Chiefs have been to at least the AFC Championship game the last four years. Mm-hmm. Before that, they weren't tanking. With Alex Smith, they'd go to the playoffs. They won some division titles in there with Andy Reid. It's not like they were like, ah, you know what? We're not good enough to get over the hump. Really, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. So let's. They waited. They got Patrick Mahomes. It worked out. And there and listen, there's examples of teams going from bad to good rapidly. But one, do they sustain it? Usually not. Look at Jacksonville. Jacksonville went from really bad to AFC Championship game. Should have been in the Super Bowl. But, but that's and an outlier. And it fell off the map. But we're t- they're, they're now outliers. they're getting back there. Yeah, that's still an outlier scenario, though. Like the Niners, right? The year when they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Chiefs. I think they won like two or three games the year before that. Now, that's because Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt. There's 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 story yeah. to that, but they went from like second pick in the draft to the Super Bowl. But you but said that, it. Their starting their starting quarterback franchise was, quarterback was, was hurt. Yes, 
And that's why and they, they and had they such were able a bad to get year. him back. Yeah. And so there are instances like that with the Colts, right? They got him back and with a nice pick too. Like Peyton Manning needs that neck surgery and is shut down for the season yeah. and the Colts decide they're moving on for him. So they tank. I mean, let's be honest, they did. They and they got did. and they got Andrew Luck because they were going to release, you know, they ended up releasing Peyton, Peyton Manning and they were in that. But if Peyton Manning doesn't need neck surgery, they're not going to tank with Peyton Manning that mm-hmm. season and go get Andrew Luck. Um so yeah, with well, the way the Steelers did it with such a young team, particularly on offense, uh, going for it, finishing seven and two down the stretch. We'll get to these poll results here in a minute too, but I got a feeling I know which way they're going. Rob Dalla tweets us and says, "I'll take the season we had, the finish we had over the high draft pick every single trip." Hey man, I want to win. <laughs> I I want to win. You want to win, bro? You only play seventeen times a year. Well, I say you want to win, man. I want to win. You want to win. All right. I can stomach some losses for my teams in other sports. I've done enough of that, and sometimes I can even convince myself it's for the better. Not up in here. I like to win. Chris with a K tweets us. What up, Chris with a K? Hold on now. Welcome to the party, pal. There it is. I'm good with the way the season ended. The team kept fighting till the end. It makes me really excited for what's coming next year, and I'm glad Kenny got some real experience this year. No, facts, facts, man. I thought Kenny really started to grow, man, especially in the second half of the season. Um, I thought he played some of his best ball down the stretch. Um, whether you're talking him in the fourth quarters of some of these games, I even look at him um, just from a big pitch perspective, some of the stuff that he was doing with his mobility and how he grew with that, understanding how early on it was a lot more of him using his legs and running. And we started to see him kind of get in trouble with that a little bit, and then we started to see him evolve his game to now using his legs to throw the ball or get out of bounds. It's growth. It's growth. It's growth. That's what you want to see. It it absolutely is. And I think you and I, listen, if you want if you want hot takes on quarterback play, which is Motsi, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe other than hot takes on coaching, is the easiest, lowest hanging fruit in our industry. Yes. I don't care if you write, I don't care if you talk, I don't care if you speak on camera, whatever you do in our industry. Critiquing quarterbacks and critiquing coaching is is the easiest and the lowest hanging fruit. And I'm not saying at times those things aren't warranted. That's not what I'm saying. But anybody can do that is what I'm saying. You don't need to be extensively knowing schematics and what the team's trying to do and watch film and break this down to critique quarterback play and coaching. It's low-hanging fruit. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. If you want that hot takery as it relates to either of those things, you know where to find it in this town. Um, but... You and I, I think, have been very nuanced the entire way with Kenny Pickett saying, really, no matter how things went this year, we weren't going to render a final verdict on him. We weren't going to tell you he's the next franchise quarterback for 15 years. We weren't going to tell you he stinks and he needs to move on. And we gave the Baker May- Mayfield Josh Allen uh, example, which I think is the, the most perfect one in terms of quarterback patience. After their, both those guys drafted in the top 10 in the mm-hmm. same year, uh, after their rookie seasons after their freshman year on campus everyone thought Baker Mayfield just broke the rookie passing record and Cleveland's got all this young talent and they've got cap space and they've got draft picks and they're gonna be great and Josh Allen he can't throw he's not accurate he's just a runner he's Tim Tebow honestly a lot of people he Tim Tebow with a little bit better of an arm now that, look where that, the that, two of those guys are I love you feel like he was trying when you decided he was Tim Tebow though bro like, Wasn't like, that what some people were saying? Yes, it's true. I feel like he was trying strong, to too. Big, white guy who can run, who's got a, who's got arm strength, but can't has no accuracy. And basically calling him Tim Tebow. He wasn't as into Jesus, maybe. All right, but I mean, you know, he, he was Wyoming was Tim Tebow. To specifically as Tim Tebow, though. <laughs> it's just, it's just, You're right. I just kind of pulled that one out of like, love. Again, final month, senior year. I was like, yo, Tim Tebow. You, don't you do that? Don't, don't, don't you do that now? 
Josh has never been in the Tim Tebow category. Okay. Josh was inaccurate. He was never in the Tim Tebow category. Never. Uh-uh. Shout out to Tim Tebow, though. Cops Football Hall of Fame, rightfully so. But yeah, <laughs> those those two guys are very different. We I, we have been very nuanced. We've been very context with this all along. I'm I'm really honestly not going to start to give final, not even final, but like I think real sweeping evaluations of Kenny Pickett. What's his ceiling? What's his floor? Those kind of things until we're at least a, a nice chunk of the way into next year. It's it's a process for quarterbacks and. There's been Baker Mayfields that have looked pretty darn good out of the shoot and crashed and burned. There's been Josh Allen's who have struggled out of the gate and have uh, now looked like or become gold jacket guys. A little patience. I know that's not the hot takery that everybody wants in this day and age, but that's what we serve here on the Steelers Blitz. Linda tweets us and says, we never tank. Steelers Man 7 tweets us and says, never tank. This is the way. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, Let's see. Uh, Jared says, honestly, I don't think it mattered uh, how the season would have ended. As Steelers fans, we'd find a way to rationalize however we needed to. We'd paint the barn red, if you will. <laughs> you know what, Jared? That's a good part. That is That's pretty accurate. Because if we were sitting here right now with like a four or five win season, but the Steelers were picking fourth overall in the draft, Mozi and I would both be like, yeah, well, think about it. We never get to pick this high. Mike Tomlin's never had anything close we're gonna, to this. You know how it is. I mean, you make the best out of every situation. Sure, sure. But... We do that because we're naturally optimistic. No different than how people are going to naturally be pessimistic and make a negative out of the fact that we finished 9-8, and eight, we're not going to the Super Bowl, we picked 17th and all this other stuff. I like to be optimistic, man. I do, too. Feels way better. I live life glass half full. Feels way better, man. Except for 12 times a year when the Mountaineers play football, and I know it's going to be a crushing disappointment. Yeah, I got too much negative in my life to be playing a negativity, but I look like. Steel City Champs tweets us and says, I've always enjoyed watching the draft just because of our culture. Yeah. It feels like so many of our picks end up, you know, creating Hall of Fame players. Hmm. Um, that's a good point, too. Like, you know, that Steel City Champs, um, you know, likes that, hey, we draft these guys. We have a pretty good track record of, you know, finding the Ben Roethlisbergers and the TJ Watts and the Troy Polamalu's and even undrafted guys like Debo. You know, getting that Arthur Motes in free agency. Y'all try to really sell that draft. It's all good, man. I'm with you. Like I said, I'm just not with you when it's draft over tanking. That like, like draft over winning. Like that's what I'm speaking to. Hundred percent. <laughs> Hundred uh, percent. We got some more tweets here. We'll get to those in the final segment. Uh, I'm trying to just stay on this topic. So if you if you tweeted us, don't worry, we'll we'll get to it. Uh, CC Ryder tweets. He working it over here. He working it, ladies. And we and got gents. a lot of tweets here today. Nah, I'm, man, shout I'm, out to you guys. guys are listening. Absolutely. I'm I'm impressed. It's hey, it's the off season for everybody, but you guys are still tuned in. I love it. Uh, CC Ryder tweets us and says. Um, do you think uh, maybe we could do best of both worlds? Mm. Turn that second round pick and move up from 17. Pick one of the top defensive linemen, maybe. Ooh. I mean, I don't now see why anything wouldn't be on the table. CeCe's yeah. parlaying a positive finish with still some possibility to uh, put that capital to, to work. Well, I mean, listen, there's nothing wrong with maximizing what you have in the draft. And don't mix up what I'm saying in the sense of my frustrations with the thought process that tanking for draft position right. is more important than winning football Oh, the games. draft is important, no doubt. The draft is still very much important. That helps you win football games. Yes. But you have to understand the, the priority. Yeah. Where is your priority? What are your priorities? That's what we're speaking to specifically. 
but that also goes to when we talk like the mindset. Are you a optimistic person or are you being more pessimistic with this approach? And a lot of times when we talk tanking or talking draft positioning, it is always paralleled with that negative connotation of you got to keep losing. You got to keep stinking it up on the field. That's the part that I'm speaking to specifically. You definitely got to win in the draft, though. You got to hit on what you hit on. So, yeah, if you're talking about packaging up a 17 and a 32 to move up, yeah, why not? I don't think any of that stuff is off the table because right now we have a couple of positions where we feel off the top of our head, hey, these are areas of concern. But at the same time, we don't know if they're going to address those areas in free agency. So what might appear as something that you need to draft today, by the time you actually get to the draft, you might not even be thinking about that spot anymore. And that's, you know, once again, this whole dynamic of the draft and why I like it when we're talking about improving it, the team, but not in the sense of this is more important than the actual product on the field or more important than actually winning games. Say I'm with you on the bay. Agree. Mm-hmm. Solitary Man tweets and says, Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's happening? I like the NFL draft because it's always been a big deal in my house. Every year my son and I make it an evening for the first round. Let's go. We get a huge Chick-fil-A order and watch. There it is. Uh, I can't hate on that. There it is. He said favorite was uh, 2004, the excitement of seeing if we would get a quarterback. Would it be Big Ben? And then cheering when we finally selected him. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's dope. in my lifetime, I think that's been the most anticipated yeah. Steelers draft because – one, they don't pick that high very often, mm-hmm. 11. Uh, and that's like, well, they don't pick that high, 11. Yeah. Not one or now, two or now, three. Or... How old were you during that time? 13. So you were old enough then to kind oh, of remember. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What was the mindset going into that season or when it got bad? Was it we're tanking to get you a better the position? Year at the end, the, before, yeah, at the end? before you got the pick. So do you know the funny story behind that? No, I don't. No, that's what I'm going to break it down for me. Yeah. So the Steelers were – I got to think this out because this was back when there was 16 games still, right? The Steelers were six and nine, I believe. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Going into the final week of the season. Last game was at Baltimore, <gasps> who had already clinched their playoff spot in the division title. Okay. But since it was, and, and Baltimore was not going to be the one seed, important to note. It's not like they were yeah. going to have the next week off. Right. One or two seed. They did not have the next week off. They were playing in the playoffs. Steelers season was over, regardless of what happened. It was a nothing week 17 yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Steelers go to Baltimore. Brian Billick says, I ain't resting nobody. This is Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And we're, you know, we're keeping our... I don't know why I'm giving Brian what? Billick a, 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 this accent. But You do that to everybody. Yeah, that's your I know, accent. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm sorry. Um, but the, the Ravens came to play, basically. The game goes to overtime, and Baltimore wins. That dropped the Steelers to 6-10. and 10, Moved them from, like, 14th or 15th in the draft to 11th. If Brian Billick mm. sits his guys that meaningless week and says, I'm resting, we got the playoffs next week, it's this doesn't matter. Seven. It's never been rough. You're, you're probably not getting seven. <laughs> How irony. about that? Oh, the irony. That's one of my favorite, like, Ifsburg stories. That's funny. Um, but honestly, I don't know if I remember what the vibe was. I don't know if I was old enough to be like, okay, do people want the Steelers to win because it's Baltimore or do they want us to lose because then maybe we can get one of these three quarterbacks. I was too young to have gotcha. my finger on that pulse. Yeah. But, but I just remember... That is a funny story. That I did not know I remember that how that play, Yeah, Baltimore came to play when they could have sat everybody. They ended Yo, up winning. Oh, the irony. I'm almost oh positive. I'm trying to remember all this, but I, I, I'm almost positive it, it was an overtime CR. victory CRN, by man. Baltimore and Baltimore helped the Steelers draft Ben Roethlisberger. Let's go. Who... You know, eliminated them from the playoffs a bunch of times. And Many times. Went to three Super Bowls. And he's going to keep doing it. All right. All right. And had he Joe did, Flacco's he did do it for a while. He's not number. Continue it, but yeah. 
Maybe he comes back out of retirement. Keep it, do it another one time. One time. One more time. But anywho, we're going to go to break. And when we come back for one final segment, Ooh. we will keep discussing your tweets, thoughts, comments, and concerns. So if you have any final thoughts, get them in now at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. To good hair. And this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 